And we're back for another par train. Serum, it's just you Yo. and me. Strat is at jury duty right now. Yeah, he's always running errands. And uh, you know? we, this was a great, great show. We're Colt Nose is one of our favorite guys. We've had him on about a year, year and a half ago. Yep. And um, guy's been a pro for 13 years and a lot of accolades. Number one amateur in the world. We'll go into it. But before we do, um, we got to talk about Roback. Roback. Heard of him? Oh, that was unison right there. We talked a lot about Roback over this past year. And uh, I just wanted to share a fun story. I was walking through a department store to get through uh, the mall to, uh, I think it was Target. Yeah, there's Target the inside food, this mall. To the food court you were hanging out? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was going to get a Sbarro. And, okay. uh, you know, I was, I was with my girlfriend, and she commented on my quarter zip. I was wearing my quarter zip. And she touched my arm. And I was like, is something happening right now? Do we need to, like, okay. do, do we need to, you know, take a pit stop? And she goes, God, it is just so soft and i go i mean i've been telling you you know <laughs> then someone that worked at the department store said oh, something stop. and they they wanted to feel my my quarter zip and i'm like i'm with my girlfriend right now this is weird but you know i let her touch my sleeve and i gotta say they're stretchy they're soft zero restriction in the swing and even when you're going to the mall to get us to borrow it looks good and people you know, notice. That's a heartwarming story, but people it is notice. true. It is true. The stuff is great. We got I mean, they got some we got some vests uh, that are really starting to ramp up on their website, huh? Right, Ev? Yeah, we got vests coming soon. Um, we asked the our favorite people at Roback to hook us up with some vests so that we can tell you guys what these vests are like. Yep. So hopefully Roback. in the next com, episode. Folks. Go to Roback.com, enter the code TRAIN, T-R-A-I-N, in case you're spelling challenged, and you'll get 20% off. And just in case you forgot, 20% off is the discount that they use for Black Friday. We give it to you all year round because we're the train. And uh, yeah, I mean, their gear doesn't get any better, and they're always releasing new stuff. I actually am wearing the trucker hat right now, and I always get compliments on it. So. Well, I've got, the, I've got the Q-zip on right now, so success leaves clues, Ev. Huh? That's, what they, that's what they say. But hey, great episode, huh, with Colt. I mean, Colt is – we're excited because Colt recently, in case you're not aware, Colt Nose just announced last week uh, that he is retiring um, from professional golf as a player. But – He's staying in the game. He's going to work for CBS. He's got his own show on SiriusXM. He's going to have his own podcast on Golf.com. And uh, so th- this was fun to kind of like the week after he announced it to really look back and think about what his career was about. My favorite part of the interview, this won't be a surprise to you, is no, you know well, we're all about helping people here on the par train. And we thought, you know what? Colt's never done uh, commentating from on the course. He's done it in the booth before. So we thought, why not give him a little trial run to prep for his work on CBS? And we gave him a couple you know, tough scenarios. We threw it to him, really threw him to the wolves. And the guy did he not delivered. disappoint. Well, here's the thing. I've, I mean, obviously, we, we love talking about his playing career and his experience out there, but he's going to be great on radio. He's going to be great on TV when he gets the chance. He's funny. He's quick. Um, and the, his style of play is I think going to bring great perspective out there. Um, 
for commentating. And like us, we're just trying to bring something a little funny and a little, I don't know, even edgy is the right word. Yeah. To, uh, you know, golf analysis, golf, whatever. He's going to do that and hopefully, you know, keep writing the ship for not, you know, golf on Sundays when you're tuning in. So I mean, the, awesome. guy, the, awesome. guy, the guy's goal is to wake you up off the couch yeah. on Sundays. That is his goal. And not only that, we talked about the story of when his best friend on tour, Gary Woodland, called him the next day after he won the U.S. Open. Why Colt couldn't be there uh, to watch his yeah. best buddy win. And, a, lot uh, good, a, lot of good, a lot of good tidbits. We talked about Bieber. Apparently, he's a Bieber guy. And the last thing I'll uh, say is uh, he talks. He, he might have mentioned Justin Thomas and the word get, scrotum. Ha, I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I'm just going to throw it out there. It came at the end, just, so you might want to listen to the end for that. All right. Well, uh, we'll stop yapping. We'll get you guys straight to the interview, and uh, we'll see you guys in a couple weeks. See you. And we're back with a rested, inspired, retired Colt Nost. Colt Nost, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, Colt. So, Colt, we know you had some wrist issues over the years, and I just got to say, before we dive in, I wish you would have called us earlier. I know we've talked earlier on the show. We didn't really talk about this, though. When you're doing yoga, put more weight into your fingers. It relieves pressure on your wrists. I tried that. It did, it did not work. My really? Thumb, my thumb gave out. Wow. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll have to, we'll have to dig deeper. <laughs> so before we dive into retirement and, and then looking back, um, I know I personally don't know what it feels like, um, but I wanted to take this opportunity for you to help CIRM. Um, so I thought you guys could have a heart to heart. So I know that it's common to get outdriven, you know, by 40 to 50 yards and your playing days are done, you know, for now, hashtag Colts comeback, but Cermak's playing days are still ahead of him. So I was hoping you could give him some advice of how to manage not being the longest hitter. Wow. Um, it's tough. It really is. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a shot to the ego when even your pro-am partners hit it 50 by you. Uh, but uh, no, I mean, look, I had a pretty successful, I mean, it, I, it was disappointing in my eyes, my career, but it, when you look back, I mean, I did some pretty cool things. Oh, yeah. um, you know, I played within my own game. I never, I went on one spell on tour where I tried to chase distance and it lasted about a month where I, I picked up probably 10 to 15 yards with the driver, but my iron game was absolutely terrible. Mm. So I abandoned that real quick. Mm. Um Look, I know what I'm good at. I know I'm good at driving it straight. I'm really good with hybrids and five woods and stuff like that. And I'm a really good wedge player and putter. So um, it's tough, though. I mean, it's tough when you, you're paired with Dustin Johnson and he's up there and he has a nine iron in and I'm back here hitting a four iron to know that I probably can't go with the pin like he can. And, you know, you just kind of got to pick your battles here and there. And, you know, there's certain golf courses out on tour that set up absolutely perfect for you and that you can go have great weeks at. $4.3 million for Colt. Me playing some college golf and a few games on the side. So, <laughs> um, exactly. <laughs> just to get real current with what was happening with you, you know, you needed a victory to retain your PGA Tour status at the uh, the Phoenix mm -hmm. Open. And um, were you thinking about that? And I guess really, if maybe you had finished in the top ten, would you still have retired? Well, I would have played the the next week. Yeah. Um, and I'm. If I top tend it, you know, I'm getting into the Corn Ferry finals and all that. But I probably right. wouldn't have honestly gone and played on the Corn Ferry tour this year. I mean, I would have kept my game sharp and went and played those playoff events. Sure. Um, just to see if I got back on. But um, and I've said in 
any of these interviews, I, I, it's no disrespect to the Corn Ferry Tour at all. It's a great tour. It's a great place to learn. But I feel like I've already done my learning, and I don't want to go back. Um, it's just it's it's tough. The the some I mean, when you're coming out of college or coming off the mini tours, the money seems awesome. Um, right. But for the grind it is traveling, you know, to South America, the Bahamas, doing all these weeks. I mean, um, and arguably it's more expensive to play on the Corn Ferry Tour than it is the PGA Tour, as far as your expense wise. Um, it's just it just was something I really wasn't interested in doing. Um, sure. And like I said, it's no knock on that tour. That tour is great, and that's the way you get to the PGA Tour. Um, but as much time as I've as I've spent on the PGA Tour, I just didn't feel like I wanted to move backward. I've had all these other opportunities come up, and, and and I'm looking forward to those. Well, and I think that's what you know. We we obviously want to talk about too. What? So tell us about your your upcoming role at, at CBS, and maybe what excites you most about this next step in your career. Yeah, so I've got a lot of stuff. I mean, uh, I did three tournaments for CBS last year where I was on their Golf Channel program, you know, Thursday, Friday, and then the early Saturday, Sunday. Um, this year they've given me seven. I start in New Orleans, um, so I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, I go on a four-week run. I, I do New Orleans, Charlotte, Dallas, the PGA Championship. Um, where basically, I get to prove whether or not I'm good at this or not, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think I can bring a totally different perspective to the game than a lot of people and obviously some personality and try to make it fun because at the end of the day, it is a TV show. Um, it's entertainment. And Absolutely. It, people should enjoy tuning in. People should enjoy tuning in and listening and not just taking naps to it on their couch. Uh, right. So that's, that's what I want to do. And then, you know, I, we've, I did a deal with Sirius XM last year with my buddy, Drew Stoltz called the gravy and the sleaze show. Um, last year it was just, on Mondays, an hour a day, kind of a hobby, a fun thing. And the response to it was, was huge. Everybody loved it. We've moved to three days a week, two hours a day now. Um, so on yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and it's been an absolute blast. And um, we're absolutely killing it with that. And then um, I, we, we just signed a podcast deal with, with golf.com. So we're going to be doing a podcast a week well, that's for them great. on their, on their website. So there's a lot of stuff going on. And I mean, it's a lot of talking, which, I like to talk and so I might as well get paid for it. I figured you're going to be a busy guy. That's for sure. It keeps me around the game of golf, which I'm excited. Absolutely. That's great. Cole. I mean, speaking of fun, you know what you're trying to bring to the game, we thought, you know, why not get you ready for CBS? So we thought we'd, we'd take you through a little simulation. If you're down for it, um, we've got three scenarios. <laughs> All right. We're going to be in the booth. And are you going to be out on the course? Uh, so I'm doing both. So I'm going to be on the court. Well, they say I'm going to do both. I've only done in the booth so far. Okay. <laughs> I haven't done on the golf course yet, but they, they think they want to give it a try. That's All great. right. Well, this is perfect because we're going to be in the booth. We'll send it out to you on okay. the course. And uh, I've got three scenarios, and we're just going to kick it to you for a quick take. You got it? Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, oh, yeah. It looks like uh, Phil strained his calf while walking downhill at the 7th at Pebble. Colt, what are you seeing? Yeah, Phil, after trying to hit one of his patented bombs and then hit it so far offline, he had to walk up this steep hill to find his ball. And his, he looks like he might have strained his calf a little bit. And I don't know if he's going to be able to continue, but uh, with this new physique he has, he'll probably be able to tough it out. Wow. Okay, that's great. Um, also, um, Cole, it looks like, speaking of bombs, Tiger just dropped a 30-foot bomb on 14, um, but he ripped off his hat to celebrate, revealed he might have shaved his head. Can you get a good look from where you're at? Um, I did get a good look, and all I can say is it's about time. Uh, oh. He needed to let that thing go a few years ago, and I'm 
I'm, I'm very happy with his decision coming from a, a fellow bald guy. New decade, new tiger. Love it. Okay, the third. Um, yeah, the rumor on tour, Cole, is that Ricky Fowler has gotten a TikTok. Have you seen it? Any, any thoughts on the content strategy? I'll be honest. I have no idea what TikTok is, but if it's in the social media world, I would not be one bit surprised Ricky Fowler has experimented with TikTok. Wow. Okay. Hey, you know what? I say CBS, throw him on the course. Let's, I mean, the guy's ready. Speaking of CBS, my last question with this real quick is we spoke to our friend uh, Dottie Pepper last night. You know, we're big research guys. Um, and mm-hmm. she said she's really excited. She says she loves you. Very excited for you to join the team. She says to ask you about being called coat. Yeah, I knew that's exactly where you're going with this. <laughs> um, well, the legendary CBS producer, Lance Barrow, can for some reason cannot say my name. He can't say Colt. He throws an A in there and calls me coat. So even whether we're at a function and he's introducing me or on air, he's like, send it down to coat. Uh, and Dottie finds it hilarious. I don't understand why he can't say it. It's such an easy word, but she uh, she loves it, and that's all she'll call me. Cool. Okay, wow. staying warm in Arizona. Love it. Colt, when when you had gotten onto the tour, you know, and, and now that you're kind of looking back, it's not over, but you know, you're, you're taking on a new chapter. Um, what was one of the things you could tell our listeners that maybe took the longest thing for you to learn when you were out there, whether it was scheduling or whether it was practicing or um, things of that nature? There's a few things. Um, patience is is so big out there because listen about 70 percent of the guys make their money in four weeks or make their fedex cut points in four weeks they get hot for four weeks out, and, and when you look at it four weeks out of 28 is not that many you know i mean right. a seventh of the time is when you make your your money and i think a lot of guys and i've done it myself when you don't get off to that really good start say the first quarter of the year you panic and then you start trying to play every single week and do all this and you freak out you're like oh my god i'm gonna lose my card and all this, and you just really got to stay patient and stick to the schedule that gets you there because there's not many guys that play good their seventh week in a row. Like right. it's just you, you play some, you're you're away from home for seven weeks, and most guys don't really play that well when they're grumpy. I know I didn't, and so it's really, and that's what goes back to managing your time as well. I mean, when you're a rookie on tour, you get out there and see all the people, all the grandstands, and all the cool things that come with being on the PGA Tour. You want to be out there at all hours of the day. It's fun. Um, I mean, like, especially like this week at Pebble Beach, you know, there's celebrities all around. You want to meet them. Um, but you got to realize you're there to do your job and you get your practice done. You get your work done. And you get out and then you go right. rest because the weeks are long and they add up. Cole, obviously, we all know in 2007, you were you were the best amateur in the world by far when in the U.S. amateur in the pub links. Um, you're, you know, you're really on top of the golf world. But, you, t- you know, when we talk about the distance thing was Back then, even when the game was very, very different from a technology standpoint, did you feel like you needed to even work on distance at that time to get ready for the tour? Or was, I mean, you're the baddest dude on the planet and you're just like, I'm just going to keep rolling with it. Like, how, how did you, I guess, prepare for that next step or I guess at least think about from a distance perspective about gaining distance? Well, the distance thing didn't bother me back then. I mean, it still didn't bother me now, but Dustin, right. I mean, I played a tough golf with Dustin Johnson and Gary Woodland. And, I mean, they would hit it by me. They hit it further by me now. But they also had this huge miss, which always came into play. Right. But to to be honest, the golf courses we played in amateur golf, and when I won the U.S. Amateur Olympic Club, like the, the, the best amateur event 
are up in the Northeast and they're all on old school tree line dog leg golf courses. Yep. Which is perfect for me. And we just don't play that many of those on the PGA tour. Um, so that's one thing. The golf courses are way different from the PGA tour than they are in amateur golf. Mm. And, you know, I knew being one of the shorter hitters was going to be a little bit of a challenge for me. Um, but honestly, I, I felt like I was starting to really figure it out before I got hurt. Um, you sure. know, I was playing consistently. I mean, I made 22 cuts in 2016, which is a, a bunch. I mean, if I'm cuts every year, I'm going to be just going to the bank and having a great time. <laughs> well, when you fin- uh, and you finished tied uh, for third at the players, which, I mean, what a moment for you, right? I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Another golf course where when I'm healthy, I compete on, I think, day in and day out. It's, it's one of those ones where it, the golf course allows you to be aggressive off the tee, but if you miss, you get punished. And so the longer guys are laying back with two iron, I'm hitting driver, and we're playing from the same spot. And I, if I get to play from the same spot as Dustin Johnson, I think I can play with him every single day of the week. Sure. Yeah. Colt, you mentioned Gary, Gary Woodland. I know last time you came on the show – you know, we talked a little bit about him and how he's one of your best buds on tour. Uh, can you do you have any fun stories about what it was like when he won the U.S. Open at Pebble last year? Any celebration stories? What it was like for you to see one of your best buddies accomplish something like that? Well, I do have a. It's not really funny. It was very stressful. <laughs> so, um, I did the coverage for you um, for Sirius XM at the U.S. Open, but I told them I had to leave early Sunday to to go to Hartford because I was playing the next week. Um, and I had to be there on Monday to do the, ra- the radio show. So I'm leaving um, Carmel. I go to Monterey Airport, and I'm going to get on the plane. I think Gary's on probably right around the turn, number nine. But I was going to be able to stream it, at least listen to it audio-wise, while I was in the air. Well, we get pulled off the plane for maintenance issues. So we come back, and he had just hit his second shot into 14, the par five. And it was still really tight at the time, obviously. So we're getting ready to take off. We take off. We just start going up. And they say, by the way, our Wi-Fi is out. Oh. So I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm, <laughs> I'm flying to Dallas, which is three hours. Oh my and God. I have no idea if my best buddy has won the U.S. Open or not. So I'm kinda, I can't relax the whole flight. I'm pacing back and forth. I'm so annoyed. I'm like, God, if, this is, if I would have known this, I probably would have got on the flight. Right. Like, I still didn't right, take right. myself for not turning around and waiting. But I also had to think of my career. So I'm getting ready to go down. I mean, we're probably 5,000 feet, and all of a sudden my phone just starts going nuts. And I get hundreds of text messages and ESPN things saying, Gary, let's just open. And it was so cool. Um, and I was so mad I wasn't there. But I talked to him that night uh, a little bit. But then he called me uh, the next day um, when he woke up. We talked for a while. Um, but it was, a, it was a special moment. It was one I, had, I was lucky I was going to Dallas, and I was staying at my mom uh, for the night because I was going to miss my connection, and she recorded it for me. So I watched the whole thing when I got home. What was that like? What's that call like? Like, I'm just thinking you call your best bud and you're like, dude, I won the U.S. Open at Pebble <laughs> Beach. Like, what, what, yeah, do you, he, what does he say? So, yeah. Yeah. It, well, he was celebrating the first time, so I just let him go. But then the next day he called and we talked for a while. He's just like, dude, I can't believe you weren't there. And I was like, I get it. I, I'm <laughs> kicking myself for that. But uh, just told stories about, like, uh, he sh- he shared how they were, they were drinking out of the bottom of the cup because none of them were smart enough to figure out that you actually have to unscrew the top of it <laughs> to pour drinks into it, which is amazing to me that That's no one amazing. can figure that out. Uh, but uh, it was great, man. It was cool. Like, we've been through a lot together, and I'm so happy for him. He works harder than anyone I've ever seen before. 
whether it's on the course or off the course. And um, he deserves every bit of success he's having. That's awesome. It was amazing. It was amazing to watch. So, Colt, one of our favorite yeah, things was- to talk about on the show is the mental game. And I was mm-hmm. curious. Uh, we always like to get at least one tidbit from our guests um, so people can kind of take something with them into their game and their life. So I'm curious if you have a mental key that you remember that was kind of your go-to when you were playing well or, or something that you, that always kept you um, grounded and focused. What, what was a mental key that made a difference for you? You know, I, I've always, Lee Trevino was always growing up because he was in Dallas and, uh, and I got to spend quite a bit of time around him, but he, he always has told us, you got to have a little bit of mean in you if you want to be the best. Um, you know, you gotta have, you gotta enjoy being in the moment, but you have to have some of that mean, like you want to rip everyone's throat out. Um, at the end of the day, you can be friends after golf, but at the, at the time it's, it's all about you. You're the baddest man on the planet and you got to have that attitude. You got to have that edge. You got to have that edge to you. If you want to be the best, there's not many of the really great, super nice guys that have, you know, have been the best in the world. Um, so that's something I always took. And I, I felt like I always kind of played with a chip on my shoulder. Um, when I was playing good, I mean, I was, I'm, I didn't like get mad and yell or anything like that. But I was content. I was, I was focused um, when I was playing. That's for sure. I mean, in between shots, you can joke around all this, but when it, when it's time to go, there's nothing wrong with having some of that mean in you. I mean, you look at, I mean, the late Kobe Bryant, the mama mentality. I mean, uh, Michael Jordan, who I've been lucky enough to spend time around. I mean, yeah, he hated you when he played you. Now, y'all go have a beer afterwards, but when he played you, he hated you. And he wanted to do everything he could to beat you. Just train killers. So, I, yeah, I mean that's that's. I mean that's what athletes are. I mean, uh, golfers. Right. Are, I mean, some people say golfers aren't athletes, but I mean, it's just it's a sport, and you're battling out there, and it's. I mean, it's it's really hard for me if I feel like, oh shit, that's okay. We'll just on to the next one. Yeah. Like, no, you, you're you're pissed, or right. You succeed. I mean, that's just that's how it is. Yeah, no, Cole, I think when we had you on the show, and it's kind of known around at least some of the PGA Tour and Corn Ferry circles, that you've always been a great money game player uh, during the week or whether it was off weekends or whatever. So can you maybe tell our listeners a little bit of all all abilities, like (laughs) what it takes to be a good money game player and dealing with that type of pressure, whether it's you playing with Phil Mickelson or whether it's people at their local Muni club playing for 20 bucks a side? Like, I think it's a fascinating part of becoming, you know, a good player under pressure. Get mean. Yeah. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it is it's honestly kind of what I said before, but it's like ever since I started playing the game at 12 years old, like once I turned 15 or 16, it got pretty good. I was playing with, you know, grown men at the golf course and gambling, whether it be $5 a hole or $100 a hole, whatever it was, I, I grew up gambling on the golf course you know, it, it teaches you so much. Like it learns, I mean, when you're playing for your own money and you don't have that much, it, it teaches you a lot, whether you got it inside or not. And for me, I've just always been in to like, I hate playing practice rounds if I don't have any action on the line or anything. Like That's just me. And, and I just love going at the guys. I love trash talking. And like my buddies at home, I play with, I play with a dentist, a real estate guy, and some other guys all the, every sure. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I talk trash to them. I'm mean as hell to them. And they're like, God, you're so mean on the golf course. I'm like, dude, yeah, we can be friends afterwards. But during the round, I'm going to trash talk to you, and I want you to fail. I mean, that's just how it is. 
it's kind of like a fun, like a almost kind of a good distraction for you too when you're on the course. You're trash talking like you're just, you know, right? It keeps things light for you probably as well. And then you get up to the ball and it you're does. ready, you know? Yeah, and I, and I wish I could take my gambling mentality, more of my gambling mentality, to the golf course and tournaments because when I'm gambling, it's just like, okay, let's attack this hole. What's the best thing we can do on this hole? If I make a double, okay, I'll set all whatever. Go to the next one, I'll birdie it. Um, whereas in tournament golf, you know, you're kind of always looking back when you when you mess up, and that's a that's a good lesson. Like you can always just look once the hole's over, it's on to the next one. You know, I never thought I'd compare my performance in a softball game or flag football to what a PJ Tour pro just said, but I gotta agree. I mean, I found that when I'm talking trash, you're like lighter. You know, you're having fun, and that's got to translate well to the swing, just because you're you're probably more free. Right, you're 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 not focused I mean, on the result. You're kind of just enjoying it and like in every shot, right? I mean, look at Kevin Kisner. He's one of the cockiest men walking <laughs> around and trash talks as much as anybody, and he's like that every day of his life, and I and I love it. That's why he's one of my favorite guys to play golf with. Yeah, Colt. We only got a, a few more, and then we'll get you out of here. Um, but we wanted to talk about Augusta. I know you never got the chance to play it as a pro, but I don't know. We were thinking, we think you have one of the most underrated beards on tour personally i think they should let you play just based on the quality of your beard but we wanted to hear from you and and hear you know how you feel about um augusta and and never getting the chance to play it as a pro yeah i take i take pride in my beard i take beard i take care of it <laughs> uh, but i do have a good beard that's for sure you know augusta's one thing looking back that's always gonna suck to be honest um other than not winning but you know i made the right decision at the time about skipping Augusta and turning pro. Yeah. Um, I would have loved to play the Masters more than anything. It would have been so cool. I know I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't give up playing on the PGA Tour for eight years for playing in the Masters once. Mm-hmm. I know that because, you know, the last how many ever years I've been a professional, 12 years, 13 years, whatever it was, have been the greatest times of my life. Um, and the, the relationships I've made, the times I've had, I could, I could never trade those for anything. Um, but it, it it always hurts sitting at home watching Augusta, knowing I could have played it once. But you know, it is what it is. I, I've told many people now. I've definitely laid down my sword because my whole deal before was I'm not going to Augusta until I qualify on my own. But now I've totally said I don't care if anyone wants to take me, I'm in and I'll go play. Well, right. and, and Cole, I mean, who knows with CBS, you might find yourself out there. It sounds like, right? <laughs> I know enough people that I can. I can get get out there, and, and I'm going to go play it one day. And sure. it'll be a weird day. The day I step out there, it'll be weird to see how the, the members at Augusta look at me for turning down their amazing tournament and all this. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a special place. It's my favorite golf tournament of the year to watch every year, and um, I look forward to being there. And It'd be a dream one day to, to be on the telecast for CBS there. Great. Yeah. Well, Colt, really, you know, at the end of the day, your story is very inspiring as a player and somebody who grew up playing and played in college and your ability to just really know, just stay, stay within yourself and be, and be so successful at so many different levels. So for people, you know, that are really debating a new starter chapter in their life, and I think obviously you've been at that point in these last couple of years, what would you say to them? How do you know it's time for a change? Um, you know, I don't know. Just uh, one day it hit me that if I can't play at the at the best level in the world, like I don't want to play anymore. 
like I'm going to always love playing and I'm going to love competing and all that. But at the same time, when a new challenge comes about, like right. this, this TV and, and media stuff, which I never thought that I might go into that business at all. I mean, I got the phone call two years ago, laying in bed in Vegas from Ross Malloy at CBS that I think he'd be good at this. I want you to give it a try. And I said, huh, okay, I was hurt at the time. So I was like, yeah, I'll go give it a try. Yeah. And now I love it. I feel, and I think I can bring something really special to this. And, um, you know, I'm very knowledgeable of the game of golf. I have great relationships amongst the game of golf. And I have a personality that's different than anyone else in the golf world right now, other than maybe David Faraday, who's, I'm not comparing myself to him because he's crazy, but, <laughs> I, but I love him. Um, and it's something I really look forward to. You know, I've, I've challenged myself at every level of my life. Um, you know, I've gotten better at everything I've done throughout my life. And now I'm kind of starting at the bottom again, and I'm excited to see if I can work my way all the way to the top. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're excited to see you on CBS and waking people up off their couches. You know, I think, I think that's a worthy yeah, cause. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. Uh, last question. Stay away from three hours of coverage. <laughs> last <laughs> question for you. We know you're not into TikTok, but we just got to ask. I mean, by the time this is going to release next Sunday, there's going to be Bieber's new albums coming out. I, you know, I assumed you're a big fan. I just wanted to hear your thoughts on this, this highly anticipated album. <laughs> well, I don't know what songs are on it. I heard he has a song called Yummy. Um, which is interesting. You know, Bieber's unbelievable what he's done. I mean, he's a global icon, honestly. And I will say on our Sirius XM show, Gravy in the Sleeves, which is every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, 1 to 3 Eastern, in case you're wondering, we actually will randomly do a segment called What Do You Mean? based off Justin Bieber's song. And it's, it's, a, it's a segment where we read rap lyrics to golfers and they have to explain what they mean. Man, and I love we that. play the wow. Justin Bieber song, What Do You Mean? Uh, every time before, and it's it's been a hit, and everyone loves it. See, I knew you were a Bieber guy. Yeah, I wasn't convinced, but now we thought you know full country. But Ev was right. We this is great. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, uh, I will tell you during that segment, we had one of the greatest moments um, in our show when we had Justin Thomas on, and he had to break down um, a Kanye West song, and he actually on air said the words scrotum and ball sack. Wow. So, <laughs> Um, that was one of the highlights of our show. That I mean, that's that's, that's Emmy type stuff. You know, that's quality stuff. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, yep. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Colt. Obviously, if you guys don't follow Colt on Twitter, go at Colt Nost with a K before the end. I mean, heard of it? Is there anything yeah. else you want to plug besides obviously following you on Sirius XM and and CBS Golf? Anything else you want people to to look out for? That's great. You can look for our podcast starting next week on golf.com. It's called uh, Subpar with Colt and Drew. Um, it'll be on their website, but just can't thank everyone enough for all the support uh, over the years and uh, excited to see what happens there. Colt, thanks for, um, thanks for making everything fun. I mean, we try to do this with the show and your approach to be on the air. It's going to be great. So thanks a lot. We love it. Awesome. You guys keep doing a great job. I appreciate it. Thanks, Colt. Take care. Thanks, Colt. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. You want to say something on your end? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Sir? Two, three, six, eight, five. Wow, these are quality tests.